know, these wandering stars that you talk about, they are not on my orb at all. Is that so? I'm gonna need some help carrying it. Would you happen to know anybody? Uh, you, you want someone to help carry some equipment? Yes, and um, I'm not saying that the wandering mountain's dangerous, but having some people who'd be good in a scrape might be useful. Well, it would be very exciting to find the proof, wouldn't it? I mean, oh, when this expedition goes well, well, I'll be able to prove something that no one else has ever been able to prove. I do, I do have a small favour for you. Um, I'll absolutely come and help. Writes her last name down on it and folds it in half and hands it. Just says you can look if you want. I'll open the parchment. Do I recognise the name? Her last name is Ha Doctrina. Her family codified what you would know as a doctorate. And I'll use druid craft to turn the parchment into a purple flower and I'll hand it back to Potentia. And now we continue. Very early on a Monday morning, we join our academic adventurers on a new adventure. Meredith is currently standing on the crossroads outside the Dwarven district, waiting for her companions to arrive. Meredith, it's very early, the sun is barely risen. What is Meredith doing as people make their way home in the very early morning after big nights? She's yawning. And is um, sipping from like a, a tin mug that she's got out of a backpack. And she's just like blowing on it a little bit, drinking some of her tea. Um, and is munching on a donut that she's picked up from the bakery on the way through. That's fair. Mm. Uh, as you're standing there, a man walks over towards you in green robes. Uh, he is holding a charity box and a sign that identifies him as part of the Green Fraternity. Mm -hmm. which are a group of people you have seen in the city but not really interacted with. When you get closer to you, you can see in his his face through uh, under his robed hood that he is a human man in his uh, mid to late 30s. Hello, dear. Hello. What, what's a halfling like you doing out here this early in the morning? Um, I was going to tell you, but then you called me dear, so... I'm sorry. I just let me start again. Mm, Do you plan. like trees? I love trees, actually. That's I love trees too. And what I'm doing today is collecting money for the green fraternity to help improve the the green areas within Ferramustus. Hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Have you had much success early this this early in the morning? A few people uh, gave me some money, but I think maybe they thought I was a, a cab driver. Ah, uh, I mean, I can kind of see that. 
I really don't know. Mm. Would you be interested in supporting the green spaces within the city? Yeah, sure. What's the sort of like average donation people tend to give you? Uh, the average donation seems to be just a few coppers. Oh yeah. Um, she gives him five coppers. Thank you very much, dear. I really appreciate that. Mm, there you go with the deer if, again. Uh, I, I mean it as a term of endearment. Yeah, but would you call people that were taller than me, dear? He pauses. Meredith is just like well, looking I up should and probably going... continue on my way. Mm. Anyway, good luck with your you, with your mission. And she like grins at him on the way and like waves. Uh, as he walks past, he passes Potentia, who is arriving exactly on time. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just do I do I notice the uh, fumes coming out of uh, <laughs> Meredith's ears at this point? Uh, you might notice the look she's giving this man as he walks away. It's like sickly sweet, like dripping with like. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Uh, and as the man passes you, he he's muttering to himself about halflings. Just gonna, like... No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna do a thing. <laughs> it was a bad thing. It's too early in the morning. Uh-huh. Um, I'm just gonna sweep over to Meredith, because, I mean, it may be early, but I do not need that much sleep. I've been up for hours at this point. Meredith grins um, and like pulls out another little brown paper bag and hands it to Potentia. It's got another donut in it. Uh, just gonna pocket the donut, like, <laughs> like uh, in that clear sort of. I've been up for hours. I don't need a donut. Why, why am I eating sugar at the time like this? <laughs> <laughs> what what kind of hour of the morning is that? Do you call this? Meredith like shrugs and just continues eating. Hey, Potentia, how you doing? I'm fine. You seem. Hungry? Oh, I'm always hungry. Noted. Uh, uh, did you meet the seemingly charming individual? Yeah. He was a lot more charming than... He thought he was a lot more charming than he actually was. Ah, I see. Yeah. That's okay. Have you seen Harold yet this morning? No, not yet. You're the only one who's... You're the first one here. Apart from me. Oh, that's all right. Um, I still don't really know what we're doing. Aside from that we're... No, it was fantastically yeah. vague. But it sounds fun. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm never averse to seeing new things and so mm. on and so forth. It'll be interesting to meet this supervisor he seems so excited about. Yeah, he's been talking about this guy a lot. I'm really keen to meet him. Mm. Uh, you're interrupted by a loud klaxon and a whistle as the, as the forges in the Dwarven District clang to life and they start hammering in the background. Ooh. As you momentarily turn around to notice where that sound is coming from, uh, you do not see Harold approaching. What on earth was that? I'm, I'm going to do that that, sing, that hand indicator thing. Like, well, it's clearly the, the, the something over that way. I probably um, walk over just sort of, you know, like when you flick your eyes, just trying to find the people that you know are going to be there somewhere um and yeah probably just make my way over just like fussing over my back slightly and then it's a bit early for you the other two and i'm just like oh hello meredith pulls out a third paper bag and hands it to harold oh what's this 
Donuts. They're my favorite. Oh, you are a lifesaver. I know. Oh. And I immediately, immediately take the donut out of the bag and just start, before any pleasantries, just start <laughs> eating this donut. Mm, you're welcome. Mmm. It's delicious. These are the What's best in? Is donuts this, is this in Masters. Raspberry? Strawberry? Uh, yeah, I so like I think hell. what they do is they've got like a little sugar, um, a flavoured kind of sugar with with like dried bits of apple in, apple skin in it and, and raspberries and oh my goodness, they're so good. Really tasty. Ah, delightful. Every time I go past them, I always have to go in and get some. Yes, I know what you mean. I have uh, mm-hmm. a couple of places like that myself that I, I, I just can't pass up. It's just yeah. too good an opportunity to let go to waste. <laughs> they know me by name now. Been in there way too many times. But I'm not mad about it. That sounds like a habit of yours. A little bit. But it's all right. There are worse habits. I see Kinlaz isn't here yet. Um, mm-hmm. Or Professor Kegstone, perhaps. No, um, I think it's just the three of us. Ah, I, I mean, I think we're going to need him. He's he's sort of leading things, so I'm mm. sure he'll be around soon. Yeah, I'm really excited to meet him, actually. I kind of want to ask him a bunch of questions and, and you know, put a, a face to a name. You've been talking him up so much. Can you give us any indication of what we're supposed to be doing? Well, I, I think we have some equipment that's going to need uh carting to where we're going. The, the point of the expedition is a observational one. Hmm. Um, we're trying to look at the, the stars and get a better look at these, uh, he calls them wandering stars, stars that don't seem to have a fixed position in the sky. Uh, and he seems to have some theories around, you know, why they don't have the same positions as the rest of the stars. Uh, I think I told you before, interestingly, those wandering stars don't actually appear on my sphere. Uh, and every star in the night sky is very accurately represented on my sphere, but not these wandering stars, hmm. which is very curious. And um, so, yes, this will be part of my, my work as a PhD. Um, I originally uh, suggested the barbarians for this task, but Kinlas was not keen with that. He seemed to cast some aspersions on their ability to be delicate with the equipment. And so... Knowing you are a capable sort, I thought you might like to help. And also, I, we get to leave the city, I think. It'll be nice. I haven't uh, been uh, close to nature in a while, not really since my undergrad, when I had to uh, find a few beasts for my, my coursework. Um, mm. I don't know if you know this Would you about you say they were fantastic? Druids. And you knew where to find them? Yes. Anyway, sorry, continue. Well, I, the funny thing is I don't really know how to find them because I grew up in the city. And... Uh, it was it was it was not easy and um but yes i don't know if you know this but druids can't just turn into anything they like um they have to have uh, become acquainted with the animal they have to have studied it first and part of my zoology degree was going out and finding these these beasts um right yes leaving the city walls as it were uh was very interesting but yes, um, obviously now I'm following this slightly different path and hopefully uh, we can get on the way. I'm not much of a morning person, uh, as you might have guessed. Uh, and hey, I think you're still a... able to string full sentences together. You're doing a lot better than this one. Do you like nudges <laughs> potential? <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I'm not sure if that's a, a, a bug or a feature, to be honest, but... Um, it's okay. Hopefully... <laughs> 
Uh, as you're standing around talking, Harold notices that there's a man in green robes uh, with a, a charity box who is kind of eyeing your group. Mm-hmm. And he seemingly uh, having an internal discussion with themselves. Uh, you, you would recognize this person as part of the green fraternity. Mm. Um, one of the druidic groups in the, the city. Having spent a little bit of time around them, you probably decided they weren't really your people. And no. you would consider them to be probably charity muggers. Yeah. Uh, they are, they're found in many corners throughout the city. You've tried to find out more about them in the past, but like many secretive orders, they don't like to reveal too much to outsiders. But they're always willing to add new people to the fraternity. Yeah. As you're looking over this person, he sees somebody coming from uh, his left down the street, which you can't see yet, and he decides to make himself scarce. Mm. And around that corner struts a elven man and a minotaur. Okay. This elven man is dressed in quite nice clothes, and he's stumbling slightly, like the kind of man who has maybe spent a, a late night out on the town and is now heading home. Mm-hmm. The minotaur he is traveling with is not stumbling and seemingly giving everyone a side eye as he walks. This elven man sees the group of the three of you, and as he looks at you, he kind of narrows his eyes. There's a, a flash of inspiration across his face, and he walks over to the three of you, followed by this minotaur. He kind of stumbles to a, a to a stop in front of you. Hey, how you doing? What's uh, what's a three of you doing out here, eh? Uh. A human, an elf, and a halfling. You know, my boss, he uh, he's looking for some people who who match your description slightly. I mean, there oh. are lots of humans, elves, and halflings in the city. Yeah, but they aren't all standing together, see? Okay. Well, we just ran into each other just moments ago. Mm, that's uh, all. Please roll a deception check. It's technically not untrue. <laughs> it's not untrue, but there is some deception involved. And I'm going to roll an insight check for him at disadvantage because he is currently very drunk. drunk. Deception, you say? Yes. Uh, 18 plus 1, so 19. Just bumped into each other, huh? Yes, uh-huh. we all attend the university. He looks at you. The Minotaur leans in down next to him, and Harold can hear. Hey. Maybe we should keep going. You know what the boss says about being out late. Yeah, yeah, Angus. All right, you three. I'm keeping an eye on you. I'm yeah. sorry. Is the Minotaur's name Angus? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> That's beautiful. Sorry, continue. Uh, thank you. He stumbles away from the three of you, followed by this Minotaur, who you ascertain might be his bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Do we see anything else like that would identify this guy, or like potentially give us some clues about who his boss is? Um, if I can please have from Harold a history check. Um, twenty. 
total. A dirty 20. Mm-hmm. You haven't encountered this individual before, mm-hmm. but you do know that a certain elvish mafia family employs minotaurs as bodyguards. Yep. Interesting. A curious interaction just there. Do you have any idea what that was all about? Well, I, I don't know for sure, of course, but I'm I'm fairly certain that Elven fellow uh, probably spends a lot of time in that house with the rose that we visited a little while back. Oh. Curious, I don't remember anyone seeing our faces, but there was that small incident with the shrubbery, so... Yeah. But, Interesting. Um, mm. Meredith just kind of shrugs and then, like, files it away. Yes. Well, it, it would be best if we don't get on the wrong side of those, if possible. Um, I do have a few connections, of course, but they only extend so far. The is just staring after this drunken elf in that very... with a, with a very, like annoyed look on her face mm. in the way of this is not how you are supposed to behave, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Elves where you come from don't act like this elf. No. Mm. And nor in any places that I have travelled to particularly do they behave like this. Mm-hmm. As this moment hangs slightly in the air, you hear a cart coming down the, the roadway behind you and two dwarves bickering uh, Harold immediately recognizes the voice of his professor, but you're unfamiliar on the other one. Hey, Joe here. If you've been enjoying the show, we'd love it if you could rate and review the podcast on your app of choice. While you're at it, why not recommend the show to a friend? It really helps us spread the word about the show. If you want to learn more about the world of Dungeons and Doctorates or submit questions and messages, check out dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. And now, back to the action. Around the corner comes Professor Zinlaz Kegstone, your dwarven supervisor, and he is pulling a cart with another dwarf who you do not recognize. And in this cart... There are a number of pieces of equipment, pieces of wood, and various bits of cloth and and padding. And the dwarf that you do not recognize says to Professor Kegstone, I'm telling you, I got a bad fortune. You shouldn't be going today. It's a bad trip. And Kegstone turns to him and says, That's not what I'm doing. This is important research. Come on, Drolog. And he sees you. Ah, Harold, good to see you again. How are you going? Uh, who's your friend here? Uh, this is my cousin, Drolag Orbreaker. Uh, he'll be coming along with us for the trip. Great. Um, I'm not exactly sure where we're going. I know you mentioned um, uh, some kind of dwarven installation. Uh, how, far, how far is it from the city? Uh, well, we'll be traveling by horse. Uh, to the the Wandering Mountain, which is actually my hometown. It's a dwarven fortress. Uh, We've organized to have some ponies for Drolag and myself and a horse for you. I wasn't sure who else would be coming with us, but I think they can probably ride in the cart. Are these the companions you were talking about? 
Yes, um, they're, they're very, very reliable and studious individuals. Um, I'm sure they'll be an asset to us. Um, what is it you had in mind for, for them? I, I actually don't know it was particularly well defined, just that we would need some... Can Meredith just kind of like step in and like put a hand on, on Harold and just be like, Hi, I'm Meredith. This is Potentia. They're like smallest of waves. <laughs> Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, how rude of me. I'm, I'm so bad at introductions. Um, yeah, sorry, these, these are <laughs> it's my fine, companions. It's fine, Harold, it's early in the morning. Yes. Um, but yes, they're very capable, and I, I'm, I'm sure uh, we'll have a good journey. Um, Meredith, Potentia, it's nice to meet you. Uh, any friend of Harold is welcome to come with us. If he vouches for you, that's good enough for me. Thanks, Professor Kegstone. I mean, I'm actually kind of here on a little bit of a, a research mode of... Um, with some research motivation in mind, I was kind of hoping I could ask you some questions later on. Oh, God. I mean, there's plenty of time between here and the, the fortress, so I'm sure there'll be plenty of time to talk. Fantastic! Ah, oh, say the word, and we'll get going. Well, we need to get to the the stables first, so we'll just make our way outside into the stables. Okay. All right, well, you lead the way. I, I don't really uh, know where that is, unfortunately, so... So as uh, you walk, um, Professor Kegstone and Joe Lug Orbreaker, his cousin, pull the cart and continue to discuss. Um, now, do any of you speak Dwarvish? No. No. While well, they are having a heated discussion in Dwarvish as they travel. Mm. Mm, I could speak Dwarvish. I don't think it's that important. Right? <laughs> uh, if you make an insight check with disadvantage, I will be able to give you the gist of some of their conversation based on their body language. I'll do that, being an insightful person. Too. Ooh, not insight good based on that first roll, though. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I got a 7 and a 1, which is a 13 and a 7, but... Uh, uh, I got a 17 and a 13, which is an 18 and a 14, so I rolled a 14 for that. Okay. Can I can I cast Sign comprehend word. languages? If you want to, I'm casting it. Comprehend languages. If it helps, I also have comprehend languages, <laughs> but <laughs> we're not no. using it right now. Casting. So mm. I'm casting comprehend languages. Um, do I need to roll anything? Nope. You just understand their language. Cool. Done. So I won't go through the whole conversation, but I'll explain what they're talking about. What Drolog is saying is that he thinks it's a bad time of year to be traveling. He's heard rumors that there are bandits on the road. He thinks that Zinlaz should give up this line of research. It's proved useless in the past. He's basically doing everything he can to try and persuade Zinlaz not to go on this trip. Mm -hmm. But Zinlaz isn't hearing any of it. He is completely focused on, no, it's it's a good time of year to be doing this got all the equipment he needs he's sure about his his theories can i roll an in- an insight check to see if there's something more than the wandering stars going on here uh yeah you can do an insight check yeah no disadvantage just regular insight okay uh no i got an eight plus one is nine never mind no uh it just seems like a, a, a an argument between cousins Fam. and potentia with your 14 you get the impression there is some kind of disagreement happening between them that Professor Kegstone is just brushing off whatever 
his cousin's concerns are. Do you vocalise any of that, Meredith? Um, not at the moment. Okay. If it comes, okay. yeah, I reckon if it becomes important later, I might just pull somebody aside. But at the moment, it's it seems just kind of like a mm, thing. Okay. okay. And I'm assuming Potentia's not saying anything. I don't know anything. I, no. I mean, my 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 understanding of Harold is Harold is very insightful and perceptive, and therefore probably knows more. Everything, than I do at this everything point. you know, he would probably already know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I don't actually. Know I have a passive insight of sixteen. Like, is that? Passive insight. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm making you roll a disadvantage. What's your disadvantage insight? Is there such a thing? Um, we can call it ten if you want. Uh, no, I don't think with ten, trying to understand a different language. That's fair. While while traveling. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, they aren't doing like the the big pantomime. Tr- where sure. is the train station? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can I eat this? Like, yeah. <laughs> That their, their conversation is not for your ears. Yeah, yeah. Which that is why sense. they switch to Dwarvish. Yeah. Are we on the cart or are we walking next to the cart? You're currently walking. Uh, you make your way across the bridge to Ferromasters University, walk along the river for a bit, and get to Lord's Field, which is uh, just outside the city walls and home to... It's like the suburbs, basically. Uh, but they also have some farming stuff there and part of what they have here are lots of stables for horses and a proper livery for for carts and things and Professor Kegstone goes in, pays and someone comes out with a pony for himself and a drolog which they also hitch the cart and a horse now Professor Kegstone hasn't asked if Harold can ride a horse Mm. He's just got a new one. Yeah. There is enough space on the horse for two people, if you so want, but there's also space for two people in the cart. Now, Harold is a city boy. Has he ridden a horse before? You do come from a well-to-do family. Yeah, I so. would have, especially um, in my little expeditions with Gregory to, to find the beasts. Like, I'm I, I, not walking. <laughs> okay. Harold does you wouldn't be walking walk. anyway. You'd be riding on a cart. <laughs> But also, I, I do have a degree in zoology. Like, I understand animals. It's not... <laughs> but there's... Okay, there's a difference between know, understanding animals and, and handling them. I mean, I am I am willing to make an animal handling check to see how this goes, is what I'm saying. Yes, make me an animal handling check. All right. Okay, 14. Uh, I mean, this is a trained riding horse. It's been trained to ride with multiple riders. So, yes, you're able to take the reins of this horse and it accepts you as a rider without any trouble. Cool. Uh, do Meredith and Potentia hop up on the cart? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Finding a nice spot between some of the equipment and some of the padding? Yeah, probably like finding as much space again so I can stretch out a bit, but like... Is the cart at the back, open at the back? It's it's a completely open... It's basically two wheels with a flat top. Oh, sweet. Okay. Just stuff piled so onto it. I'm going to like sit on the end and have my, my legs swinging over the end over the edge of it, facing backwards, so she can kind of see where they're going. Playing your music as you go? Yeah. Classic bard. Classic bard. All right. So uh, with you mounted up and ready to travel, the five of you make your way south, following the road out of Veramastus and towards the Wandering Mountain. Um, it is 
just a single day's ride from Ferramustus. We'll pass some distance from Lake Elwood on the way and come to it uh, before sunset as you're making good time. Is there anything that you would like to discuss or do as you travel? Um, I imagine Harold's kind of concentrating pretty hard on riding this horse. Like <laughs> he's, he's not like a proficient rider by any means. Mm-hmm. And he's probably trying to like put some effort into looking like he's he's comfortable, but obviously inside he's just like, okay, all right, just that, that way, that way, you know, just like mm-hmm. struggling a little bit, but trying to make it look like he's not. Luckily, riding along a road, your horse is probably quite well trained to just follow a road, even if mm-hmm. the rider is mm-hmm. not very proficient. So if you tried to leave the road, you may have some trouble. Mm. Yeah. Can I have? Can I? Can I see if I can tell that he's struggling? Because like, <laughs> it's that moment of like, I feel like I am probably more, I'm more practiced at being on a horse. Whether I'm good at handling mm. one is a completely different question. But okay, um, Harold, you're attempting to look proficient. Mm-hmm. Can you roll a performance check as you attempt to? Look as proficient as possible riding this horse. Mm, seven. Uh, and that is the check that Potentia needs to make with an insight to see through his cl- his clever ruse. Uh-oh. Eleven. You do notice that Harold is having some trouble with the horse. Mm. I think in this journey, at some point, Meredith is going to um, take the opportunity while she's still playing to to kind of like cover up her um, her voice a little bit. She's going to take the opportunity to fill potentiary in on what she heard before and just say, hey, the others were talking about some bandits. Did you notice anything before? I mean, I noticed that they were having an argument. Yeah. But I noticed that Kegstone, who arguably is in charge of this particular expedition, mm. didn't seem particularly fast. No, I mean, I feel like this is probably not any more or less dangerous than anything we've done together before, but just thought I'd like fill you in just so we can keep our eyes open. Do you think it's worth telling our perceptive friend what's what's you've, what uh, you've heard? Not yet. I don't think it's kind of really important just yet. I feel like if we, okay. you and I just keep our eyes open, ears to the ground, that kind of thing. We're here to look out for him and, you know. I'd rather not put my ears to the ground on a moving car. Figuratively speaking. I appreciate you know what, what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, in which case, she's going to swing around and sit, like, facing forward. Okay. So, I, like, Mer- Meredith is facing the back of the car. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to swing so that she's watching, like, past the doors on mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that essentially they've got, like, two directions kind of yeah. covered. Mm-hmm. All right. That makes sense. I think Potato's also just really enjoying being, like, outside. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, same with Meredith. Uh, Well, you've gotten into the countryside around around the city. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a lovely day. And as you ride, you pass two city rangers, Ferromasters rangers on their horses riding back towards town, recognisable by their uniforms, which are a bit dustier and dirtier than the city uniforms with their riding cloaks, and they give you a polite nod as they ride past, you will eventually reach an area that has been set aside from the road for like a rest stop. Mm -hmm. This is around lunchtime. 
How many hours have we been on the road, would you reckon? Uh, you would have left at about seven. So about five hours? Yeah, about five hours at this point. You're probably quite happy to get off the cart and the horse for a bit of rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, the road is well kept, but still bumpy. And at this rest area, there is an elderly man drawing a campfire. He's dressed in robes uh, with a pointed, very wizard style, like old kind of wizard hat. Um, and he's got a large kettle over the, the fire. He appears to be steeping and brewing some water. He's sitting by himself on a, a little little log seat. Meredith just waves with a grin and then goes back to like doing whatever she's doing. And he waves and smiles back at you. Um, so you get off the cart and stretch your legs. Um, this is an area that has been prepared by Feromasters and maintained by the city rangers as a rest area. There are bathrooms off to the side. It's better behind. It's better than just behind a tree. Um, you can risk those as as you want. And there are some trail rations that Professor Kegstone pulls out from his sack, like dried meats. Can mm. I? take the donut that is in my pocket and break it into three and Aww. toss the other two bits to the other two. Aww. That's Meredith's reaction. <laughs> thank you. And she gobbles it up. Ah, thank you. Um, so, what, what, what is the range? Is it ground? Are there, like, seats? Yeah, there are some, some very simple wooden seats that are, like, basically just cut logs. Ah. I will uh, find one and I will use druid craft to create a soft bed of grass on top of the log so Uh that it is comfier for my bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Professor Kegstone as well is taking the the ponies and the horse to, there's like a a well with some water and he's going to water the horses. So you have a nice grass mossy covered seat. Mm -hmm. Can I wander over to Harold and say, would you like a rest from the ride? I'll happily ride the horse for a while if you would choose to have some respite on the cart. Um, you know, that actually would be pretty nice. I'm not a totally natural rider. Um, I've had some experience, but... Look, you've spent your life in the city. It is what it is. Yes. I mean, I, you know, I've, I've spent a lot of more time in a carriage than a, a horse, should I have to mm. travel. Um... Yes. But yes, no, we can we can swap. Actually, that would be that would be really nice. Um, it's a tiring work, actually. I, you know, a lot of those riders make it look so easy, and it, it takes like a lot of concentration all the time and uh, and strength, which I do not readily possess. <laughs> of course, if it doesn't show already, um, she does not respond to that last bit. <laughs> would you like a she cushion knows, for your she knows seat? Better. What was that? Mm. Would you like a cushion for your seat? No, I'm, f- I'm, I'm fine stretching my legs. I've been seated for the past five hours. I'd quite like to just perambulate a bit, but thank you for the offer. Fair enough. How about you, Meredith? And I look over. Oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm just um, really, really enjoying Potentia's use of the word perambulate. I feel like that's a word that needs to come back some more. Perambulate. Uh, this, me- this elderly man... Uh, with his his kettle is like just watching the three of you with intensity mm-hmm. and you can he- hear his kettle start to, to boil as well like it's whistling can I wander over and ask um, 
if I could borrow some of that water. Well, I guess take some of that water as one doesn't borrow, borrow something one intends to consume. Oh, hello. It is very nice to see you. Yes, you could have some of this water. Uh, he will reach up into his sleeve and produce a mug of some kind. Mm. And he will pour a mug's worth of hot water for you. Would you like some tea with this? Oh, if there's tea available, what have you got? I have excellent blends. Uh, do you prefer something with fruit, or would you prefer something more natural and normal? I have excellent... He basically just, like, produces this pouch full of all kinds of tea bags. Can Meredith's ears, like, prick up and just be like, Oh my goodness, tea! Yes! And, like, she bounds over. Mm-hmm. Um... She's going to have a look at what he's got and work out which one he has the most of and take one of those. Mm, okay. Uh, he has a number of nondescript looking tea bags that he has a number of. They have a very earthy smell to them, and you would equate it to something like an Earl Grey. Okay. Mm. She'll take one of mm. those. An excellent choice. One of my favourites, actually. Mm. Hello. Looking at Meredith. Hi! Would you like some tea? Oh, I would love some tea. I heard the magic word. (laughs) I just got very excited. I'm Meredith, by the way. Hi! Hello, Meredith. Uh, He reaches up to his sleeve, pulls out a mug, pours a mug's worth of hot water. I bet you would like something sweet. More along the lines of the lavender tea. I mean, I've got some here if you don't have any. Would you like to try some? It's just from Comdwell Grove. It's actually not too far I would from love here. some lavender tea. Awesome. I will trade you. Mm-hmm. You'll trade you a tea bag with mint. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Whereabouts did you get the mint from? Like, you seem to be a little bit of a tea connoisseur. Oh, I think tea is something that many people should enjoy. Mm. It a properly brewed tea is an art form. I absolutely agree with you. What would be your favourite kind of type of tea? That would be chamomile. Ah, uh, okay. I mean, we can still be friends, but, you know, I'm not a huge fan. Uh, so, Harold, <laughs> two of your companions are getting tea from this strange man. <laughs> uh, yes, I will. taking tea I will, from a stranger. <laughs> I will wander uh, over. And he also, I, I should clarify, when I said that he is dressed in robes and a pointed wizard hat, he is a dressed like a stereotypical wizard. Yeah. Like, he looks more like a wizard than anyone who should actually be a wizard. Right. Yes. Uh, I'll, um, yeah, I'll wander over, uh, having witnessed this, uh, and say, where do you hail from, friend? I, I, I'm a traveller. I travel all over the place. Um, Harold, can I get you a, a mug of tea as well? Hang on. I, my ears pricked up at that. Yeah. I know that he did not say his name. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't, don't remember being introduced, but uh, what, what do you have? I'm, so, I, I'm sure I must have heard your name from someone. He'll pull Perhaps. out a mug, pour some hot water. Can Meredith, mm-hmm. like, um, surreptitiously just sniff her tea? If you want to, okay. yeah. Yep. Can I roll, like, a poison check or something? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Hmm. Well, you would need to make a medicine check, I'm I suppose, to determine. Suspicious. If it's, or a net you can make a medicine or a nature. 
I want to be clear. I have had yet. I have yet to drink the tea that mm-hmm. I have in front of me. Mm-hmm. I have a cup of hot water and a tea bag. I have not made it. Mm. I got yet. a five, Ben. Nature and medicine. Ah, I'll do the same. I'll take. I'll take the tea and uh, mm-hmm. uh, fifteen for a nature check. Um, smells like just regular tea leaves. Okay. Uh, I'll take. Uh, a he sip. will pour himself one mm. as well. Tastes like regular tea. Okay. Um, I happen to have, and he reaches into a pocket, uh, some granulated sugar, if you'd like to add it as well. Um, I'm okay. I actually rather enjoy the taste of tea uh, without any enhancements. Um, so what brings you... Uh, are you heading away or towards Firamastus? Um, I haven't decided yet. I see. You just like to wander around, is it? I am somewhat of a traveller. He'll pull out from some pocket a, a very small jug of milk. Mm-hmm. Milk for anyone's tea? Oh, not, not for, for me, me, thank you. you. A dollop for himself back into your pocket. He just sits there sipping his tea. Meredith's eyes have like narrowed so far. <laughs> I'm going to take myself and go and sit on Harold's stump mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the moss. Uh, I'd like to roll an insight check to see... Uh, if I can determine like the demeanor of this this guy, like is he trying to get information from us, or is he just a curious old dude? You can roll an insight. Okay. Oh, I didn't go well. Uh, nine. Uh, he just seems like a curious old guy. Hmm. Just a a a, a tea loving human wizard. Okay. I look around to see if I can see, like we came on a cart and with horses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Can I see any means of transport that he's brought with him? He he appears to just be sitting here without any horse or cart or anything. I'm sorry, sir. What did you say your name was again? I'm sorry. I thought I introduced myself. No? Uh, my name is, is Ziff. No. no. Fizz. No. What was it you called me? Baphniz. I am the great wizard Baphniz. Okay. Nice to meet you, Baphniz. Would anyone like a biscuit with their tea? And he produces from one of his pockets on his robe a plate of biscuits. I'm going to hold up the very small bit of donut that I have left because I have yet to eat mine. And just be like, I'm good. Meredith's eyes light I'm up. I'm a fan of these ones. They have jam inside. <gasps> jam? Okay, I'm in. I will take a biscuit. Oh, yeah. I'm taking a biscuit. Um, it's like a some jammy dodger. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, please. That sounds uh. delightful. Uh, you proceed to have tea and biscuits with this old wizard man. So where have you come from? Where have I come from? He kind of looks to the like into the distance. I'm sorry, where did you say I am currently? Uh, we're on our way to the Wayward Peak. Uh, kind of halfway between, near Lake Elwood. The Wayward Peak's not near Lake Elwood. It's kind of on the way from Firamastus. We're about halfway between the two. No, no, it's it's far further to the west, I thought. Oh, no. Um, does anybody here have a map? I feel like we need to help this guy. Would Zinlaz have a map? Zinlaz might have a map, yeah. Mm. But he's currently off uh, with the horses and his cousin. Um, just how long have you been on the road for, Baphnis? Uh, Well, I've been on the road as long as I can remember. There's a, mo- a flash of, of insight across his face and he 
has a moment of realization, like a moment of clarity. You haven't seen a dragon around, have you? No, no. Uh, Can't say n- we have. No, should nope. we have? No, no. It's just uh, an old foe. Right. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well. Can I just ask a slightly unrelated question, Ben? Can I use minor conjuration to make lemon so I can put lemon in my tea? Yes. Great. That happened. Okay. Sorry, you were saying something, Ross, but I was just very much fixated on my Earl Grey tea needs lemon, not milk. Mm. And I'm not getting into the great tea debate. Canonical uh, Potentia has lemon with her Earl Grey tea. She does. Mm. Okay. Well, I should probably be on my way. Uh, where have you come from? Uh, we we uh, hail from Furamastus. We're students at the university there. And... Uh, a gesture towards the dwarves. Uh, Zinlaz over there is my uh, thesis supervisor. Ah, Professor Kegstone. I haven't seen him in a long time. Excuse me, and he decides to wander over towards Professor Kegstone. I'll just watch that interaction curiously. Can um, Meredith and Harold like exchange side glances? Like, uh-huh, what the hell is going on? Harold, mm. make a history check. So as he's gone over to Professor Kegstone... They're having an interaction which Professor Kegstone is a little confused, but this wizard, uh, Baphnis, seems to be enthusiastic that he knows Professor Kegstone. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a 10. The name is actually a little familiar to you, but you mm-hmm. can't place it. Yeah, okay. Uh, and there's something about his name and the university, which like, there's an association there, but you can't quite place it. Yep. Okay. The three of you have anything to say as you sit there with biscuits and, and tea from a strange man? Yeah, I just sort of re- remark openly, what a curious fellow. Yeah. What What just happened? We got tea. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Has the conversation um, progressed with uh, Baphnis and... Uh, it's, it appears that Professor Kegstone has pulled out a, a map and is showing it to, to Baphnis... Okay. Would I know this name at all, by the way? Well, from a wizard's perspective. Give me a history check. Uh, 21. With a 21, and uh, 21, and observing this, this man for some time, your mind is cast back to something from your early studies, looking through a book of famous wizards from your, in your childhood. Mm-hmm. And his name is in that book. So we've basically got a wizard who is super duper old and a little senile. Is that what you're saying? Kind of. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, somebody who was famous in a book that Potentia had as a child. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Which, I mean, technically at the moment you don't know that. You don't know. Something. Yeah. No, 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 no. Hmm. That is particularly curious. Yes. Hmm. Well, it appears that the, the conversation between Professor Kegstone and Baphnis is wrapping up uh, and he is... Make, like, looking towards the direction you've travelled towards Ferromastus and he's giving you all a, a big friendly wave. Meredith waves back. Can I wander over and give him back his cup? Oh, thank you. You didn't have to do that. It'd uh, only be around for a couple hours, but thank you. Just sizing him up, like, to his face, effectively, at this point. I'm sure I will see you again. Hmm. Well, safe travels. And to you. It was nice to meet you. Yes, it was good seeing you. Goodbye. Thanks for the tea. 
wander back to the horse that I'm about to try and ride. Uh, looking back over my shoulder, doing that thing where you're like, I can't place it, but like, hmm, okay. Hmm. Hi, it's Ben, your friendly neighborhood Dungeons and Doctorate DM here, reminding you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DN Doctorates, and to use the hashtag DN Doctorates when you talk about the show. Hope everyone is enjoying the new story arc. I've got a personal message here. This one is from Mama and Papa. And it's to Pretzel and Strudel. And it says, You're the bestest good boys, and we can't wait to give you tummy rubs and scritches. Uh, I'm a close personal friend of Pretzel and Strudel. They are two adorable cavoodles. And uh, I fully endorse this message to give them tummy rubs and scritches. Now, if you would like a message read out on the show, you can submit that via our link tree on any of our social media channels. If you're enjoying the show, make sure to like, rate, review on your podcasting app of choice. Tell your friends about the show. If every single one of you tells one other person, then there are now twice as many people who will be listening to the show. Just keep doing that and we'll get exponentially bigger and bigger. The next episode of the show is coming out next Thursday the 19th of November. We can look forward to that coming up very soon. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening and let's get right back into the episode. Give me an animal handling check, Potentia. 17. Yeah. Easily mount this horse and uh, appear to be a competent rider uh, while the rest of you clamber onto the cart. Does Meredith take up her position back on the, the end of the cart facing... Uh, so as you begin moving again, you'll be watching uh, Baphne's kind of wander into the distance uh, until eventually you can't mm-hmm. see him anymore. Mm-hmm. She turns to Harold and kind of goes, was it just me or is that like really weird? Yes, I definitely don't remember telling him my name, but he seemed to know it all the same. Yeah. Yeah, I picked up on that as well. I was a little bit... Confused. Well, he's a very old wizard. I mean, there are a lot of tricks that one can learn with enough time. True. Yeah, oh well. I suppose weirder things have happened to us. Well, quite. Um, okay. I'm uh, curious to see how the rest of the journey will go. Speaking of, actually, mm. um, I kind of overheard your supervisor and, and the other, and um, Drolog talking earlier. Um, they seem to be a little bit worried about bandits. Bandits, I think we should kind of keep our eyes open. Ah, okay. I suppose it does make sense. We're somewhat vulnerable out here on the road if, if uh, a group of nefarious people were to set up. Yeah, um, but I mean, I, and Ben, feel free to jump in. I'm about to make some stuff up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, last time I came from came along this way, when I was travelling to the university, there didn't seem to be any problem at all. Ah, Yes, there was definitely not any trouble previously when you travelled this way. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, I I must admit, I haven't really travelled this road very often. Um, You know, mostly I I, I confine myself to the city. Plenty to do there. But, um, I mean, I'll keep an eye out. Uh, Mm. You're travelling through rolling fields with the occasional tree. It's pretty... Yeah. It would be hard to mount an ambush as you're travelling. I mean, it, this area is pretty safe. Yeah, I'll keep an active eye out while we're traveling. Just a like new player note: Should I ask 
Ben, like before I say stuff like that, should that be a, hey, Ben, do I know that this area is blah, blah, blah? Um, probably. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm okay with you introducing new NPCs. Like, oh, this is someone that I would know. Yeah, but in terms of like the world, I should probably clear that yeah. first. So the road you're currently traveling on isn't the one you traveled on exactly, but you have traveled oh, through okay. this area. Okay. Like it, it would be a similar area to the road you traveled from. Yeah. Uh, you could be from, confused. From Middleshire to Ferramastus. It's a, it's, okay. it's almost the same road. It's just this one kind of veers more to the west, mm-hmm. whereas your one goes to the east or came from the east, depending on direction of travel. All right. As you're traveling along, it seems as though Droylug has, at least for now, given up trying to convince Zenlaz to, to turn around and go back to the city. And they have kind of sunken into a, a comfortable silence as they just travel together with Meredith's music providing a backing. Does anyone have anything to say as we're traveling? Can I bring the horse up next to where Zinlaz is and ask if you know how long it will be? How much further we have to go? Oh, just a few more hours. And he points ahead. We can see the peak from here. Even Drolog is is momentarily like uplifted looking at like this this mountain peak. I guess just while we're traveling, I'll um, turn to Meredith and say, um, did you have a good time at the the party on the weekend? I know things turned a little uh, sour towards the end there, but... Oh, no, that's fine. Don't even worry about that. Turned out all right. Yes, yeah, so I... It was kind of fun, actually. I wasn't really <laughs> expecting to have to, uh, you know, trap some soul in a vessel of some kind. Yeah, I mean, that was a little unexpected. Um, but we managed, we absolutely nailed that, I thought. Yes, we're quite a team, it turns out, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, that's... Did you and Potentia get home okay? I mean, I'm assuming you did. Yes, yes. Uh, there but... were Luckily, there were no more troubles on, on the way home. I, I, I feel like the city threw enough at us um, uh, that night, you know, all being yeah. told. Um, Sorry, I just kind of bailed out of there with Raymond. He seemed in a really bad way. Yes, well... I was focused on getting him. Yes, well, you're much kinder than I because he was a little... Uh, he can be a little... I've, I've interacted with him a lot. Uh, he's, he's actually mm-hmm. the president of the, uh, the Adventurous Society and he yeah. can be a little irritating, all told. A little seems a bit of an understatement. Well, I, I don't like to cast... a little bit a lot. Yes, I don't yeah. like to cast too many yeah. aspersions, but, you know... He's he's fine. He's harmless. It's just you know he he can be a little much. But uh, that boy Ethan seemed to be very interested in you. I noticed. Was he? Yes, he was. I think he took quite quite a liking to you. I mean, you you showed a lot of um, a lot of bravery in the party, and I think he was quite impressed. (laughs) She kind of like blinks a little bit and goes, "Hmm, okay." Interesting. He seems like a nice boy. You should, um, I don't know, maybe catch up sometime. Who knows? Yeah. She's like considering. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm surprised you didn't notice. He wasn't being especially subtle. Oh, uh, I mean, look, I'm very friendly, but I don't really notice stuff like that. That's fair. It's gotten me into some trouble before. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I can imagine, but um, I don't know. I, I yeah. just, uh, he seemed... He seemed, like, genuinely concerned for your safety as well. It's, he seems like a very genuine boy, which is... Well, yeah, he did actually kind of make sure that we got to the hospital okay. Yes. That was very nice of him. 
In indeed it was. Hmm. Shut up. <laughs> she goes back to playing her, her viol <laughs> with like slightly blush, you know, like a, a red cheeks. Is super embarrassed. <laughs> so Kegstone uh, leans back on his pony. Harold, there it is. Points towards the peak. Oh, great. How far do you reckon we have to go? Uh, are we going to make it before nightfall or do we have to set up camp? No, we should make it before nightfall. Now, I know that uh, Drolog and I have been calling it the Wandering Mountain, uh, but you probably know it as the Wayward Peak. Ah, of course, yes. Um, the reason, of course, being that it can actually move. Ah, interesting. The Wayward Peak is something I believe human map makers have called it because they, they've they tried to map it a couple times. It seems to be moving between their different versions of the maps. How fascinating. Uh, but no, no, it's actually very intricate dwarven mechanics that have enabled this mountain to move uh, every couple hundred years or so. Uh, if you don't mind my asking, uh, for what purpose? Always looking for for greener pastures for mining. Ah, I see. Resources don't last forever. That's, that's the way. And, and Drolog pipes up. It should move again soon. It should move as early as possible, but the elders don't want it going anywhere. They're, they're happy with the current location, are they? Or they just think there's more to be gleaned from where they are now? Well, whatever it is, they aren't telling us. That's very frustrating. Ah. You aren't necessarily familiar with dwarves in terms of their ages. Mm. But you are getting the impression maybe Drolog is actually a bit young, like a, a reasonably younger than Professor Zinlaz. Mm. And Kickstone kind of looks at him. They have their reasons. I'm sure they do. Just have to trust them. Yes, quite. I mean, you know, elder knowledge is to be valued, I'm sure. Can, can Potentia's eyebrows just raise at that? Just more from a self-amusement perspective. So you'll travel along a bit further, and as you get closer to this mountain, more of it comes into view. You can see that the top of this this peak is snow-covered. Mm-hmm. And it is actually wide at the base cone-shaped peak uh-huh. and it looks as though you can actually see as the sun gets lower in the horizon little flecks of reflected something coming off of it so there must be either ice or exposed metal or something on the peak mm-hmm. cool literally mm. but more interesting to Harold perhaps is that Along this road, actually adjacent to the road, like right next to this road up ahead, there is a a patch of forest mm-hmm. that's like a, like maybe only a hundred feet across. Just this growth of trees. Mm. I am going to make history checks for Zinlaz and Drolog, mm. and they look at each other and they say. Did those trees always used to be there? You know, I don't actually know. Do they say this in um, common or dwarven? In, in common, as they're, as they're travelling up towards them. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't seem concerned for now, so I guess... Can I drop the horse back to the back of the cart? 
Yeah. That makes sense. Definitely. You just kind of slow the horse up and let the cart get past you. Mm. For multiple reasons. Um, so as you get up alongside these these trees, this 100-foot circle of trees, mm-hmm. there appears to be a, a small crying child wrapped in a cloak, it's kind of sitting in the middle of the road, facing away from you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Zenlaz and Drolog are like, oh, that child needs our help. What child? Where? Having a fairly high wisdom and knowing the conversation that I had with Meredith earlier, uh, I'm going to call out before they get there. Um, uh, hang on, don't don't rush in. We, just we can take our time here. I'm sure. I'm sure the child is not going to be in more danger if we just keep our wits about us uh roll a persuasion for me please yeah fair while that conversation is happening how thick are the trees on either side they are quite close together quite thick so there's no i couldn't ride a horse through them it's my best no no uh just a 10 all right we'll stay here but someone needs to go and check on that child all right i'll just call out um hello are you hello there are you lost they appear to just continually uh, sob and look away from you. Mm. If I dismount the horse, is the horse likely to stay where it is at the moment? Yes. In fact, you could just loop the rein over the, the cart. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to toss the reins to Harold. Okay. Who is on the back of the cart, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump down, but I'm not going to go straight up to the child. I'm going into the trees on the left-hand side. Mm-hmm. To, like, loop around. Okay. Need to roll some checks. Okay. As you are looping around, uh, you are almost struck by a goblin falling out of a tree who lands in a heap in front of you, knocking them out. Can I point, like grab the, the necklace that's around my neck and point back to where I know Harold is. Mm-hmm. And just with one, just one word, just say goblin. 